Welcome to the Apologia Podcast, the audio-only archive of the Apologia YouTube channel. Note that some content was designed to go with visuals, but the imagination can be a powerful thing. If you enjoy the podcast, please consider giving it a 5-star rating on the podcast app you're using now to help us reach more people. Or, since this endeavor is ad-free, consider going a step further and supporting us for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash apologia. But for now, let's get to the episode. Part of the Apologetic series, released January 15, 2021, titled, How a Dice Can Show That God Exists. Really? Someone's referencing this video again. How a dice can show that God exists. Where are the dice? Daddy says dice are wicked. We just move one space at a time. It's less fun that way. Welcome to Apologia, where a former Christian takes a look at the claims of Christians. If you're new to the channel, take a second to tap on the subscribe button so that you'll be notified when new science, theology, and news videos come out. Better known as a facilitator than an advocate, Justin Brierley is the familiar host of the Unbelievable Show based in the UK, which has been platformed to many of the most respected and influential religious debate minds in the world, and also me. Paul is a newcomer, and... Um... It's an interesting um, sort of name you go by on YouTube, and I never quite know whether I'm pronouncing it correctly. I like Justin, and I hope there are opportunities to speak with him again. But I do have a bit of a quibble with a video he made years ago that has racked up over 2 million views and keeps appearing where I least expect it. Some people say that human existence is a result of a roll of the cosmic dice. If you say so, lots of people say strange things. As for me, I'm a bit of a determinist. If we had a sophisticated enough computer, and detailed enough algorithms, and enough data about the precise state of the universe down to the atomic level, I hold that we could actually predict all actions in the universe, including dice rolls, which are ultimately not random at all, but instead a function of theoretically knowable physical factors like spin, velocity, friction, and so on. I'm tentatively in the camp that affirms that the causal chain that resulted in human existence is traceable back to the Big Bang and was set inextricably in motion at that instant. Some argue that quantum mechanics lends some actual randomness to our existence, but my non-expert opinion is that we're simply only currently unequipped to understand the deterministic factors in the quantum realm. But that's a lot of words, given that Justin has yet to finish his first sentence. Like the gambler who stakes his life savings on the next throw, we just got lucky in the lottery of life. I suppose if you mean in the sense that we in particular are lucky to be the particular life that exists, sure, maybe. It's lucky that we won the lottery, but we wouldn't say that it's lucky that someone won the lottery. Given the statistics and participant level, it's entirely unsurprising that lottery winners exist. Justin's idea of lucky is a rather self-centered perspective, as we shall see. Some people say there's no purpose in the universe, no grand plan, no God behind it all. I would generally agree with these things. No grand plan, no God. But I don't believe them, and nor should you. Here we go. If I roll this dice, the chances of getting a six is one in six. That's not too bad. But what are the chances of me rolling six twice in a row? Well, the odds get longer. It's one in six times by one in six. That's one in 36. So far, so good. Now, every time I add the chances of rolling another six in a row, the odds go up exponentially, and it gets even more unlikely. To be clear, 
On each subsequent roll, the chances of getting a 6 is still 1 in 6. That doesn't go up or down based on what has gone before. It's the sequence that Justin is describing is increasingly unlikely. And of course, there's nothing special about this sequence. 1, 6, 2, 3, 2 has the same probability as 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, even though our pattern-matching brains artificially imbue the latter with more significance. Now, what if I rolled this dice 70 times and every single time I got a 6? Okay, that's pretty unlikely, but it's possible, right? Well, in fact, the chances of rolling a 6 70 times in a row are around 1 in 10 to the 55. If we all agree to acknowledge that this is a big number, we can skip ahead past Justin's attempt to demonstrate that this is a big number. Now, the odds of rolling 76s in a row, 1 in 10 to the 55, as it happens, those are the same odds of something called the expansion rate of the universe being just right for the existence of us here today. I've had a hard time confirming this exact number with anyone other than Christian fine-tuning proponents, but in principle, there is a range of values of the cosmological constant within which physics as we know it remains recognizable. However, describing the width of a favorable range is not the same as describing the odds of said conditions being met. As friend of the channel Cosmic Skeptic observed about Justin's argument, I'm afraid that's not quite right. You're using the right number, but you're not using it in the right way. There is a 100 degree Celsius range of temperature that can sustain liquid water. That does not mean that the odds of the temperature being in this range is somehow 1 in 100. There are well beyond trillions of temperature measurements above and below this range. If we're in some scenario, we're assuming that all possible temperatures are equally likely. It would be 100 over all possible temperatures. But that's nonsensical, because we know that the temperature is determined by many factors, not random chance. The likelihood of a location on Neptune supporting water isn't going to be the same as a location on Earth. As we're going to see, we have no reason to think that all possible values of the cosmological constant are equally possible, nor that it is unaffected by other factors. From the moment of the Big Bang, when our universe began to rapidly expand... Right, from the moment it began to expand, not when it began to exist. The matter and energy for our universe existed before the Big Bang, in whatever sense that before the Big Bang is even coherent phrasing. The rate of that expansion was exquisitely finely balanced. Any faster, and the universe would have expanded too rapidly to allow the formation of chemicals, atoms, stars and galaxies. Any slower, and the universe would have collapsed back in on itself. Right. Just like liquid's water existence has a temperature range, our type of universe has a cosmological constant expansion rate range. But as it happens, the universe expanded at just the right rate to allow for life to develop in the future. For us to be here. It hit 70 rolls of the number 6 in a row, first time. Well, the first time implies that this is the first universe to exist. Justin has no reason to think that's the case. To borrow from his own words, maybe but we don't have any scientific evidence for it. For the rest of this video, we'll just ignore that the 70 rolls is probably the wrong number, because the argument has much bigger problems. You would assume that I must have rigged it. Maybe the dice are loaded. Which would imply that not all values of the dice would be equally likely. Or by extension, that all values of the cosmological constant are equally likely. The trouble is, neither Justin nor anyone has demonstrated beyond hypotheticals that all values are equally likely. 
or even that other values are possible at all. We may be beyond a loaded dice. Maybe there are sixes on every side. Exactly. This dice analogy may be entirely pointless. Our cosmos may not allow variability at all, let alone fine-tuning. As Justin tacitly admitted, the matter and energy for our universe predates our universe. If all these so-called fine-tuning parameters that apologists want to point to are actually fixed properties of energy that predates us and that we are aware of, then the values of these parameters simply could not be otherwise. It is a property of gold molecules that they reflect light in the portion of the spectrum we identify as close to yellow. The various angles and factors of how that happens can be studied, but we don't spend time hand-wringing about a universe where gold reflected green light instead. It's simply a configuration property. Until demonstrated otherwise, the basic constants of the physics of our universe are descriptive measurements, not a prescriptive choice. Now let me ask you, why would we assume that this universe with us in it, which is actually way more improbable than my 70 rolls, that Justin can imagine that things could be different? says nothing about the probability that things can be different, or even the possibility that things can be different. The improbability he speaks of is personal credulity, not actualized options. The fact that we're here shows that someone's loaded the dice. The anthropic principle suggests that only a universe compatible with observers is capable of being observed. The fact that we're here tells us that we're in a universe capable of supporting life. That's it. In fact, maybe there's no dice at all. What if the evidence points to this life-permitting universe actually being the product of an intelligent mind which intended for us to be here? I'll let you take this one again, Justin. Maybe. But we don't have any scientific evidence for it. I'm glad scientific evidence is your standard. Now you could come up with some speculative other theory. Maybe there's an infinite number of universes giving you an infinite number of chances to roll the dice. Maybe but we don't have any scientific evidence for it. So if you're hanging your hat on that possibility, then you're every bit as much committed to a faith position as the person who says God was behind it. I trust that few would claim to be hanging their hat on what is put forth as hypothesis. The scientists I've interacted with seem firmly entrenched in the we don't know camp. The real question is, are Christians like Justin actually justified in putting forth God as anything more confidently than a potential hypothesis, for which the verdict is out. How can they possibly be more certain than, we don't know? Believing in God isn't a delusion. It's a perfectly reasonable conclusion. Perfectly reasonable? Maybe. But we don't have any scientific evidence for it. If you'd like to explore other Christian claims from other top apologists, or maybe my review of my time on Justin's show, tap on the thumbnail on screen, and I'll see you over there. Later.